One of the scribes came near and heard Jesus and the Sadducees disputing with one another. And seeing that Jesus answered them well, he asked him, which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, the first is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all of your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than this. Then the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher, and have truly said that he is the one, and besides him there is no other. And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself, this is much more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared ask him any question. The Gospel of the Lord. After that, no one dared ask him any question. Well, that's pretty much the way my classes end, too. <laughs> With no questions. I'm just not always sure it's because of how close my students are to the kingdom of God. In the larger context out of which this reading from Mark has been lifted, Jesus is being challenged by religious people of various points of view to explain himself and show what authority he has to teach them something about God. His questioners don't all agree among themselves, but they all seem suspicious of Jesus, who seems to them to represent something new and very possibly dangerous. But in our text, it is a scribe, a person learned in the scriptures, whose turn it is to try to trip Jesus up and get him to betray the basic flaws in his teaching with a searching, inescapably definitive question. It's every teacher's elusive hope to come up with a question so insightful and yet so clear that the answer to it will tell us for certain that our students have learned and understood fully what we have been trying to teach. The scribe thought he had found that question here and that in his answer, Jesus would reveal himself either as truly learned or as a charlatan. So he asks him, what commandment is the first of all? And Jesus answers that there is one God 
And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. In itself, this is not a surprising answer. In fact, it is literally the first commandment of the ten. But it's with the second part of this that Jesus drives the point home. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Nothing more, nothing less than that. The scribe is delighted with the answer that Jesus gives. It is traditional, it gets to the point, and it is comprehensive. Ten points for Jesus. (laughs) But like many teachers, the scribe can't then resist making an additional editorial comment on Jesus' answer. And he adds, and this is much more important than burnt offerings and sacrifices. In this, he reveals his own point of view, that the command to love God and neighbor precedes and outranks all other religious commitments. And then it becomes Jesus' turn to be the teacher and affirm what the scribe has said. You are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, there are no more questions. In a nutshell, I think you could say that this gets at the basic question of religion generally. And the religious traditions of the world all ask in one way or another, how should I respond to the divine? How should I relate to other human beings? How do I connect to the God who is beyond me and to the neighbors who surround me? There's also a third component of this that goes unspoken and precedes the others, and it is, who am I? It's the me in the equation here that is presupposed but not articulated. How should I respond to God? How should I deal with my neighbor? It's easy to make this kind of abstract about concepts and cosmic unity when it is, at least in Christianity, it is about real individual relationships. What is my relationship to my God? What is my relationship to you? What does it mean for me to love? The articulation of these questions has been the work of millennia in the world's religions. The challenge of what this means and how to live the questions is at the heart of Christianity. And it is a lifetime's work for each of us individually to understand how to answer this call to a life that is shared with God and with our neighbor. That we should be reminded of this fundamental ancient question about our relationship to God and one another, whether we see it as an obligation, as a command, as an opportunity, or even just as a suggestion, that we should be reminded of this right now seems to me highly appropriate as we begin our new semester. As some of you begin your college education or your graduate programs, as some of you are joining our faculty and staff, and as we all at CLU mark the milestone of 50 years of existence as an institution and look forward to the century ahead. We're all starting something new right now, even, for, even if for some of it's a, it's a familiar path of teaching and learning. And part of this new thing, I think, 
is asking ourselves the scribe's question of Jesus. What are we to do? What is our purpose here? What is that which is most fundamental to the task ahead of us right now, planted here in this place and hoping to thrive? I believe that it is still to love God and love our neighbor as ourselves. I put it to you that this is the ideal place, in fact, and the ideal moment for us to ask ourselves, what are we here for and how we should live? The university setting we all inhabit offers us all, and not just students, the opportunity to explore what it means to be alive in an almost infinitely complicated world. Facing a rapidly expanding knowledge base and planted in a creation vastly greater than ourselves. And it also gives us a chance to think about what it means to be fully human in the confusion of a humanity so varied and complex. All of our science and our art, all of our literature and our history and psychology are ways of making sense of who we are and how we can understand what our place and our calling should be how we can stand in awe before a God we cannot describe and attend lovingly in service to the humanity that surrounds us and the earth that is our home. Each of us lives out these commandments differently, but each of us wrestles with them somehow. And this university, committed as it is to honoring God and serving the world, invites us to do this wrestling consciously, thoughtfully, and together. In classrooms and offices, over meals and a million cups of coffee, in solitary study and in deep conversation, in prayer, in worship, and in service. Do this with all your heart, and all your mind, and all your strength. And you will not be far from the kingdom of God. Amen.